With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right to the CBushomeimprovement.com live line, we find Dr. Joe Gastoldo, infectious disease specialist with Ohio Health. Missed you last week, doctor. Hope everything's good. Everything's going well, Joel. Took a little vacation to Asheville, North Carolina, a beautiful city. If you've not been there, highly recommend it. What, uh, what did you do while you were there? Uh, did some hiking, went to some uh, breweries, uh, did a lot of outdoor dining, went to the Biltmore State. Uh, there's plenty to do in Asheville, North Carolina. I really think it's a hidden gem for uh, central Ohioans to think about getting in a car and traveling somewhere about seven seven hour drive. Not bad at all. I've heard the Biltmore is just spectacular. Wonderful. Yeah, good stuff. Glad you're back. Um, timing seems good. Uh, we learned late last week that the president and first lady have both tested positive for COVID-19. Of course, there's been lots of activity on social media, and I uh, won't dive into that. Some of it distasteful, some of it's well wishes, whatever. Uh, I'm curious, since, you know, this is the uh, the top person in our nation, uh, our leader, uh, will how we react to, how we treat, how we deal with COVID-19, do you think, change in any way as a result of the president and first lady showing positive results? Oh, I hope so, Joel. First of all, I do hope President Trump does well. I do wish him well. Um, You know, he has higher risk because of his age. He's a man. uh, He's overweight. Uh, But I think it really kind of changes the conversation a little bit to the fact that now, looking at autumn 2020 moving forward, COVID-19 has changed. We know more about it. We have treatments available. You know, it may be a totally different story if President Trump was diagnosed with this in March of 2020 before we had medicines that he received or we had information on types of treatments that work. So, again, what I see happening is COVID-19 is slowly turning more into uh, still people get hospitalized, but fewer ICU admissions. And I do hope some I do hopeful someday that it'll be more of an outpatient treatment with drugs that will hopefully come online like one of the investigational treatments. Uh, Donald Trump received the neutralizing monoclonal antibody. So, um, again, I I do like the idea that we're talking about it because I want people to look forward. You know, COVID-19 isn't going anywhere. It's changing. We know more about it. We're going to be talking about vaccines and and different types of treatments. It's uh, it's fascinating to me, you know, again, you mentioned it right there, you know, uh, older man, overweight, makes him more at risk. Uh, I'm acquainted with uh, a lot of people, one of whom, 84 years old, um, had to go in for some follow-up, got a blood test, and asked the doctor that he was dealing with, just like, hey, is there any chance you could spin that for COVID? Because I just kind of like to know. And they're like, yeah, we can do that, no problem. Came back and had antibodies. Um, I talked to him at length about it, and he's like, I don't remember being sick any time in the last year. So, again, I know anecdotal. But uh, there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, hear what they hear about COVID and think, oh, my gosh, it's it's the worst thing. When there are people that come through asymptomatic, never down one day uh, and keep right on going, even though they fit a lot of those high risk categories. 
Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You know, COVID is a spectrum, just like President Trump. When you say COVID causes pneumonia, yes, it does, but it's a spectrum. You can have pneumonia with minimal, mild, or moderate symptoms. You have pneumonia that is very severe and puts you on the ventilator. So it's a whole, it's a whole spectrum. It's the same thing for age two. There are very healthy 84-year-olds, and then you could flip the coin, and then there are, there are people in their 50s who have significant health problems. So, so it's really a spectrum of disease in combination with the person. How healthy is the person at their baseline? Those are kind of like the determining factors of the whole spectrum of COVID-19. No doubt. Um, it's interesting, too, uh, the contact tracing um, you know, just how this disease moves. And, you know, so we're reading and hearing a lot about, you know, uh, President Trump's inner circle and how they're being treated. I, I'm curious your thoughts on Joe Biden. Um, I don't know that the president, you know, was positive for COVID during the first debate, um, but I do know they were on stage together without masks. Now they were 15, 20 feet apart, I think was the number. But man, there was times when they were just yelling at each other. So the droplets and all that, I mean, could the droplets have made it far enough to, to get to Joe Biden? Absolutely, yes, Joel. And again, when you, when you normal conversation, when you raise your voice, when you talk, when you sing, when you yell, and I think some yelling was happening in the presidential debate, you could <laughs> transmit droplets. But a lot of it has to do with the ventilation of the air. I'm certain that at the Cleveland Clinic, uh, they left no stone unturned when it came to COVID safety. Yeah. Uh, and then for uh, Vice President Biden, he was checked a couple times. So was, if he was going to develop COVID, um, the longer the time goes on, in addition to him being tested, um, uh, there's a less likelihood that, him's going, that he's going to contract it. But I think a great example to it, too, is getting frequent testing done uh, is not protect you from COVID-19. Right. You know, at the level of the White House and at the presidency, with everything going on at that level, uh, they're doing a lot of testing. And look, you could do all the testing in the world, you still get COVID-19. Right on. So uh, we're talking to Dr. Joe Gastaldo, infectious disease specialist at Ohio Health. Uh, so I've seen kind of a bubble up of remdesivir, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I'm curious, do you know anything about, because they, they talked about the president having some sort of cocktail of uh, drugs uh, there at Walter Reed to, to kind of help him. And, you know, he at one point went out and greeted uh, some well-wishers, um, has tweeted that he feels pretty good, given a lot of love to the folks there at Walter Reed. But do you know anything about what drugs specifically uh, they're using with him uh, and anything about that uh, that cocktail that they talk about? Yeah, so President Trump um, was given a whole cocktail of drugs. Now, let's go through them all individually. And with COVID-19, we have practice guidelines based on evidence-based medicine, and President Trump received the antiviral medication remdesivir. Remdesivir alone is not a cure. All it does is inhibit viral replication. Uh, that is FDA-approved under emergency use authorization. He also got an investigational drug still today. It's a neutralizing monoclonal antibody of two different antibodies. And this antibody, all it does is binds the virus and inhibits viral replication. And then thirdly, he received a decadron, which is a uh, which is a steroid. It's not the type of steroid that bulks you up, the bodybuilders take. Okay. It's a steroid that reduces inflammation. And he also received that. In addition, uh, it's also being reported that, doc- that President Trump also received some medications that are still being studied for COVID-19, like uh, Pepsid, 
uh, like uh, vitamin D and some other things that are only speculative that they do anything. Again, they're probably um, relatively safe, but uh, he did not receive hydroxychloroquine. At least that's not being reported. But again, it kind of it's reflective of the fact, Joel, that he was diagnosed in autumn 2020. And if this would have been uh, March 2020, we wouldn't have had a lot of those medications available. And right. President Trump could theoretically be a lot sicker today. We just don't know. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you, you talk this through and, you know, you, you look at what's going on in the public and you, you know, listen to the rhetoric, um, you know, whether you agree or you don't agree. You can definitely feel that people are ready to get back to life and try to make it, you know, what we think of as normal February 2020 and previously. Uh, but again, you get these high-level cases. I mean, the president, I think, is the fifth world leader uh, to contract COVID. So you just have to be aware it's still out there and it's, it's still doing its thing. It's still out there. It's still doing its thing. You know, um, we still have to do everything we're doing. Because COVID-19, we are doing a better job protecting the vulnerable people. However, Joel, there are some people who get COVID-19 from all ages who do succumb to it. And then there are people who get in the hospital and have prolonged, lingering symptoms. And President Trump is not out of the woods yet. You know, he still needs to be monitored. And, you know, theoretically, uh, a couple weeks down the line, he could still have uh, symptoms, whether it be uh, lung symptoms, chronic cough, mental fogginess, fatigue. We, We just don't know. And it, it's a day-to-day approach with President Trump on how he's actually going to do in long term. Yeah, and I, you know, I would think uh, there are people that definitely want him to be better quicker because you got another debate coming up on the fifteenth. You got campaigning to do because election day is not so far off. So anyway, we'll let uh, we'll let those people uh, handle all that. We've got about three minutes before I've got to get to traffic and weather. Uh, give me the snapshot on where we are, Doctor, uh, with vaccines. It, it seems like. Depending on the company that's working on it, I'm I'm seeing like, hey, we're pretty close to revealing it. Hey, we're pretty close to having first responders maybe get a dose or, hey, we're uh, looking at, um, you know, having the final approval sometime first quarter 2021 and maybe uh, shots available uh, second or third quarter. So where, where do we stand as far as your perspective is concerned? Yeah, so uh, having vaccines, uh, I think, will likely be available, hopefully, by the end of this year. And as time goes on, there will be more widespread distribution of it. But, Joel, keep in mind, we get a vaccine out. It's not that you go to the pharmacy and uh, request it. There's still a big lift in getting it distributed, prioritizing uh, people to get it, first responders, more vulnerable people. Um, There is going to be distribution challenges because some of the vaccines have to be stored at significantly cold temperatures. Uh, Some vaccines are two shots. The Johnson Johnson shot is one shot. And again, Joel, these vaccines, for them to get FDA emergency use approved, they only have to be 50 percent effective or to produce some type of immunity. And if people get the vaccine and then they still get COVID-19 with minimal symptoms, that's still some form of immunity. Yeah. So uh, if you get a vaccine, it doesn't mean that you could stop wearing your mask and socially distance. It's just another tool we have in a box to really beat this virus down, along with treatments and other things that we're doing. And, and because uh, I, th- I think there's like four main companies that are working on this right now, uh, because of that, and they're all going to come at it from a little different perspective would I be well advised as they become available to, to take as many of them as I can get? Well, I think the general recommendation is going to be as they come out is get whatever one, first of all, is approved. Not all of them are going to get approved. 
And that's why we have so many eggs in different baskets yeah. uh, to try to get one out. And then two, when one comes out, whatever it is that you have access to, go ahead and get it. Uh, nobody should be forced to get the vaccine. We need to talk about the vaccine. People need to understand the science and safety behind the vaccine. And that's why it's important that we start having these conversations today, because the conversation, Joel, is very complicated, and people need to feel comfortable with the vaccines. Vaccines save lives. I'm very confident in the, in the science and the vaccines. And of course, it's my job to review all the literature and review the papers and the science behind the vaccines. Because for my patients, I want them to get a vaccine that I know is safe and effective for them. Right on. Great stuff, Dr. Joe. We always appreciate the time and updates bright and early on a Monday morning. That's Dr. Joe Gastaldo, infectious disease specialist at Ohio Health. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.